0: now once again here's Mark
2: well welcome back everybody four
1: minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock my name is Mark Salem and we're here for another hour and if you'd like to join us we have three of the five lines open 602-508-0960 602 508 960 let me take just a minute to tell you about two car repair shops that are very close to one another and who are the best of friends which is the very best of our industry as opposed to two guys that are a mile apart that they hate one another. On one side of the road on I-17 in Deer Valley you have Action Auto Repair. I've known Tom since 1983. He does good work, he's honest, dependable, he knows right from wrong, and he makes certain that everybody that works for him understands his version of right and wrong. And there's been many times I've sent someone up to his shop, and I get a, I, I I know I'm going to get a nice callback saying they did a great job. That's kind of how it works. The flip side of this coin is is we have Kurtz Auto Repair at I-17 in Bell, been around since 1987. These are gray-haired guys. All of us are gray-haired guys. All of us know what's right and wrong, and we're all pretty good at being able to sift through the minutiae from our technicians. So those two guys are about a mile apart, but in reality, that I-17 corridor is covered. Action Auto at I-17 in Deer Valley, Kurtz Automotive at I-17 in Bell, two wonderful, wonderful shops, but you're not going to get them to play against one another because they're best of friends. So anyway, let's go to the phones and let's see who we've got holding here, and we've got JR in Georgia. Is that right? Is that right, junior yes, You're in Georgia, the state? Yep.
3: Okay. Yes, I'm It's a interesting thing here. Well, I had an old Nissan. Now I got a new Nissan, of 2014, new to me. And the cup holders, every time you put a drink in the cup holder, when you pull the cup up, of course, the holder comes up, too. Is Now, the cup, of course, fits all the way down to the bottom. I've got one of those collector moisture things, whatever the little thing down in the side there but still the cup comes up because of the side is there some kind of a spray or how do you resolve that issue of the cup holder coming up i mean other than i guess maybe glue the cup holder in and
1: that's what i was thinking now let me ask you a question what would work better a dab of silicone at 12 o'clock six o'clock three o'clock nine o'clock and then you slide it in but is the back side of the cup holder is it porous or is it kind of smooth and hard
3: it's a sm- smooth and hard. It's a smooth okay. and hard competition, but I, I, see, I uh, think I just may solve that thing. That just maybe I'll have to permanently put that cup holder in which I, I don't really want to do because then when it does get filled up with something or something spills, uh, you know, you want to clean it up. But if I put it in permanently, then there there goes a problem. The silicon uh, you're, you're talking about going. We just put a line of silicon in in those four positions, right? Yeah, just
1: just rub a dab on twelve, 6, 3, and 9 and set it down in there and then put something heavy inside of it or something to let it set because I ask you if the outside of the cup holder is hard and smooth because silicone should just rub right off that.
3: Oh, yeah, it, it it is hard and smooth. Okay. Yeah. Okay, very good. And I'll
1: that's try, what I... That I right, another thing you can do if you wanted to is you could take a very small sheet metal screw with a very small washer <laughs> and stick it down in the bottom a self-tapper and go with your electric screwdriver
3: right and, oh yeah yeah and,
1: and and lock that down but it would still let you pull it back up
3: yeah yeah well that's the yeah, uh, I thought uh out there with everybody drinking and pee and everything else, it was kind of a common thing that somebody had a quick fix a uh, you know in and out uh, whatever kind of sticky situation with a cup holder, but I will give that a shot there with that silicone. I didn't think and, about that. So,
1: And then maybe some two-sided tape at the bottom of it. If the bottom touches the bottom, the bottom of the cup holder touches the bottom right. of the hole. Or how uh-huh. about this? How about some Velcro? A small square of Velcro on the very bottom of the cup and the other one on the very bottom of the hole. That way you could kind of unsnap it, clean it up, and
3: snap it back in. Yeah, I think that's the excellent that is an excellent answer. I didn't even consider that until right now. So thank okay. you for the great answer. I um, okay. will give you a call back. That doesn't work. Hey, but here's a question. Uh, if you have a car that's been sitting for more than six months and it's the tires are flat, certain, you know, they're flat down like the tires leaked or whatever, mm-hmm. those tires need to get replaced, correct?
1: And- no, no, no. I mean, I think the real question is, is- why did they lose all their air?
3: I don't, you know, I'd maybe dry ride. Is that possibly a situation? A, uh, a, it's a 19, it's a 19, excuse me, it's a 20, 2006 uh, minivan, Chrysler.
1: Okay. Well, I think I would take it to a tire store and just say, hey, you guys, um, take off, one or two of the tires and and they they lose air. Tell me what 's going on now. If they say the beads are leaking or if they say that we're starting to bleed air through a sidewall or if this one's got a screw and this one has a dirty bead there's lots of reasons why that would happen. But if all of them were the same brand and the same size and all that kind of stuff, and if all of them right. are ten years and plus older, they should be if they're ten years or plus older, you need to get rid of them um, they're dangerous. we know that for sure. So, and, and on the side of it, it says D-O-T, D-O-T, and then there's four numbers, and it'll say like eleven, oh six. That means that that tire was made in November of 06. And okay. if the tire's more than Excellent. 10 years old, you, do your family a favor and get rid of them.
3: Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, okay. uh, all I can say is, happy Halloween. And, and happy to you, Christmas. too. It's a nice evening out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I love Halloween. Thank you very much. John, you're up next. How can I help you?
4: Yeah, Mark, this is John. I've uh, got a 2010 Maxima. My wife got backed into the other day. I'm looking for a re- body repair shop out here in uh, Chandler, Tempe.
1: I I don't have one in Chandler and Tempe. The, the one I would probably send you to would be North Scottsdale or North Phoenix. Phoenix uh, Body Works is North Phoenix. Let me ask you a question. Is the insurance company paying for this?
3: Uh, The other parties
1: is okay. Okay. All right. Um, That's a good. That's a good thing. You want someone to represent you in that transaction because obviously the other insurance company is going to try to their adjusters are going to try to do it as cheaply as possible, and that may not jive with what another shop wants to do to your car. So I would probably take it to a shop that's capable. Of of being a consumer advocate and knowing the difference between right and wrong, so the answer to your question is is we've got Bridwell Automotive, um, and that's on on uh, let me think here Scottsdale and Lincoln, and um, you might call him and ask him if there's a a, uh, a body shop around him. North of him is Rain Tree Auto Body. He's going to tell you to go to Raintree. So Raintree in North Scottsdale or Phoenix Body Works on North I-17. I took my truck from South Tempe to Phoenix Body Works when um, one of my employees wiped off the rear fender. And I was real happy mm-hmm. with the repair. Real happy.
4: Okay. Did a lot of them go out during the shutdown or change hands?
1: Oh, oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of movement in the car repair business, whether it's paint and body, whether mechanical, transmissions, tires, wheels, uh-huh. suspension. There's been a lot of movement. Um, you know, Sun Devil was just absorbed by a big conglomerate. And so um, mm. it's, it's, it was always underneath one family. And I, I must say to, the, to you, a family I so respected, but no one knows now because you know, they sold yeah, all the yeah. 20, 20, 30 stores. But, yes, there's been a lot of movement. I would uh, I would pay attention. Now, Phoenix Body Works is, is is also replaced, been just recently sold, because as we, it, us guys get older, we retire. But here's mm-hmm. what I like about Phoenix Body Works. All the big dogs, especially Heather, are still there. And mm-hmm. so I like that he kept the staff, because the staff is what makes all of us look good. So, okay. All righty. So Rain Tree Auto. Thanks. Oh no, yeah, Rain Tree Auto Body or Phoenix Body Works. Either one of those two guys can help you. All right. Thanks. Okay. You bet you. That's a tough call because the body shops, um, they're 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 good and they're every bit as good as mechanical shops. So let me say that up front. The idea is, is who's the one that's driving the train when your car gets fixed? Mechanical shops, if you don't have an aftermarket warranty company then the owner of the car is driving the train to get the car fixed. But when you have an aftermarket warranty company, or in the case of an insurance company involving a wreck, you've got somebody else in there, and I think you'll agree with me that typically the insurance company wants to fix it using the least amount of money as possible. And typically the owner wants a little bit more than they deserve. And I think because of that, um, you can see the dichotomy that we're in when we've got two people pulling on us in the same direction. And to be honest with you, that's a very uncomfortable situation. And most of us shops know how to get out of that real, real quick. Who's, who's on the, who's on the line?
5: Uh, say hello to Dan.
1: Dan, good morning. How can I help you? Hi, Dan. Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello. Dan, I can hear you talking or moving around or something like that. Dan? Hello? Yeah, Hello? Dan, you're on the air. How can we help you? Uh,
6: sorry, sorry, this is Lee.
1: Oh, Lee, I'm sorry. Well, my, I'm, Lee, I'm all ears. Tell me what you got.
6: Uh, no problem. Thanks for taking my call. Kind of off-the-wall question, but can a leak-down test be performed on a 6.0 Duramax diesel?
1: Well, the question is, is what do you, you're, you're assuming I'm not going to assume that you know what we use a leak down test for, so I want to know your symptoms before I answer your question.
6: Okay, well my son bought a truck with a bad engine, uh, you know, and he's, he's repaired uh, or rebuilt many engines in the past, and we've always used leak down test on a, on a street gasoline engine but can't find anything about a diesel engine to do okay, a leak down. Well, what
1: what what is the leak down test what's the results give me give i mean i i there's a leak down test for the cooling system there's a leak down test for the air conditioning system there's a leak down test for the cylinders <coughs> and the valves so tell me what you're trying to test
6: the cylinder leak down test so it'd be testing the uh, the rings or the valves yeah
1: why would you do that on a new motor they're all going to be bad you know what I mean
6: no why, I'm not why quite
1: sure I, well I mean you haven't seeded the rings
6: no it's not a, it's not a new motor it's uh, got about hundred thirty thousand miles on it but it ate okay it ate a lifter and so we're tearing it down and before we pulled the heads we wanted to do a leak down test to just kind of get an idea of what okay we're working with
1: okay I, I you're going to different directions of what I'm I'm used to but um I'm sure that you can rent at AutoZone or O'Reilly's or something like that something that will Is this a gas motor or a diesel motor? No, it's a diesel
6: motor. That's okay. the difference.
1: Okay, you then you're going to have to go through the the uh, um uh, the only holder that's available and you, you there are adapters for that and yes you can crank it over and then you can you can do your leak down test, you can add air to the cylinder, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, but, but there's some of us that have electronics to where we crank it over and we know what the firing order is. And so we look at the electrical consumption from the starter because the starter's going to use more electricity to crank over a fully charged cylinder than it is one that's leaking like crazy. But right. then you have to take it to the shop because that equipment isn't portable. So there's a lot right. of different things. I don't agree with the process you're using and I wouldn't let my technicians do that. So I'm not going to do a whole lot of work on the front side because I, when we get inside, we're going to be able to figure out what's going on or what it needs or what it doesn't. So I, I'm, I'm unclear, and perhaps maybe it's, it's, it's a family thing where we've always done a leak down test before we started working. Um, I guess the answer would be is, is then you're doing a leak test afterwards, and you're looking for an enhancement. Well, if you're going to be replacing rings, there will be an enhancement, but I'm not quite sure why, why, why you do that. But, but, yes, it can be done. It's a compression test, okay? That's all it is. So just find somebody that will rent you a compression tester for your diesel and you're home free. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back.
7: Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434. Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday.
0: Take The Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is attorney William J. Wolfe, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. There is simply no better way to keep up with the fast-moving events happening in the Middle East that greatly affect the rest of the world. I have an interesting and informative guest on the show every Sunday. Please listen and spread the word about this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot.
6: Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults, and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30.
8: Tanning doesn't make me look healthier my ambition does tanning doesn't make me stand out my drive does
6: tanning can cause wrinkles age spots and even melanoma the cancer that kills one person every hour and using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma
0: tanning doesn't make me glow
6: my individuality does tanning doesn't
7: make me feel better about myself I got the job. Yeah. Congrats. Good job. My
6: confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org, a message from the American Academy of Dermatology.
1: Well, when it comes to good auto repair shops, I have a good list of guys that I know and and I'm telling you, I don't make any money on your transactions. I'm just telling you that's the number one question I'm asking is, is, hey, can you guide me to a good shop in Scottsdale or Peoria or whatever? I've got a good list of shops that's on MarkSalem.com. But Autodynamics has been around Sun City for a very long time. And the owner, the Nide family, I have known since 1968. So if you've been in the business this long, typically you do a good job because the guys that uh, don't play fair usually don't last that long. So if you're, in Sun City, if you're actually in Phoenix and for some reason or another you're looking in at, at, at Sun City, if you're looking for a good repair shop, the only one in Sun City that I can recommend is Auto Dynamics. They're on Grand Avenue just west of 99th Avenue, that's Auto Dynamics. If you want to give us a call, you can 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And there was a, a question off the air about the leak down test. Um, the the cylinders in a car where the piston goes up and down and, and the spark, the fuel is delivered inside this chamber and then the spark plug ignites it and that causes power that is ultimately transferred to the rear wheels. What we're looking for is we're looking for the engine's ability to create pressure and hold the pressure. So a leak down test is saying we're we're thinking that we've got a cylinder that's not efficient and according as we kill the cylinders on a four cylinder car, we'll kill cylinder number one and we lose two hundred RPM. We kill cylinder number two and we lose two hundred and ten. We kill cylinder number three and we only lose ten RPM. And then cylinder four is like cylinder one and two. There's a difference. So it's a it's a test that we use to test the if the cylinder is participating in the load of the engine as all the rest of them are. And so that's kind of what a leak down test is. Another use of the leak down test is is if that if you blew the head gaskets on your car, after we got done putting a new head gaskets on it, we would fill the cooling system with water. And then we would pump, if we'd look at the radiator cap, and the radiator cap says it holds 12 pounds, Well, we just put new head gaskets on this. We're going to go to 14 pounds. So we're going to put water in it, and then we're going to put 14 pounds of pressure on it, and then we're going to let it sit. And then we're going to crank it over with no spark plugs in it, and there better not be any water coming out of the spark plug hole. And so that's a leak-down test in a real simplistic way. What we do is more sophisticated than that. Then as far as electronics are concerned, you know the engine when it cranks over, it goes like this, yeah, 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 like something like that. Well, we can hook on electronics to see. Oh, look here, cylinder. All the cylinders are taking a hundred amps of electricity to crank them through the compression stroke, except number seven. Except number seven. So we need to look at number seven because it's not contributing like everything else does. All right, who's on the phone?
5: Say hello to Dale.
1: Dale, good morning. How can I help you
0: today?
5: How do you? Doing? Well, I've got a question. I've got a uh, 2021 Tacoma TRD off-road, and I've just got about 1,500 miles on it, and I've noticed that the gas mileage is better now, and everything's smoother and all that kind of stuff, and I, I think I should get rid of this uh, break-in oil that they have in there, but they're telling me to change it at 5,000, but I think... Um, I'd like to change it over to Mobile One. I just wonder what you thought about that.
1: Well, first of all, I can promise you that they didn't put cheap oil in that car when they put it in there. I promise you that. There's only four companies in the the United States that make oil, and uh, Mobile, Shell, Phillips 66, and Chevron. And everything that comes out comes out of theirs. I can tell you that you can buy whatever oil you want, but if it's a premium oil, they're all the same. Now, you have a filter, and I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I'm going to shed a little bit of metal as we polish the inside of the engine for the first 5,000 miles. But see, that's what exactly. the oil filter's for. All the oil goes through the oil filter. So I'm yep. not concerned about the little pieces of microscopic pieces of metal from the rings polishing the cylinder wall and the camshaft rubbing on the lifters. I'm not concerned with all of that. Now, I can t- what does it call? I bet that thing calls for a 20 weight, right?
5: You know, I'm not sure.
1: Okay, I'm pretty sure, I'm sure it's, a, it's either a
5: 1030 or something like that. I'm no, thinking.
1: 1030 is a Fred Flintstone oil, buddy. Yeah, is Barney it? Rubble, yeah. Yeah, we're into 020s <laughs> now. Um, okay. Um, and, and, and a zero 020 is I've got a one-ton diesel Dodge with 140,000 miles, and I haul some big, heavy stuff, and that zero 020 serves me perfectly. So, I, they, they're not going to put a cheap oil in there. I promise you. I agree with them. Let's run the, run it all the way to the regular oil change, and I would follow the recommendations that are in the owner's manual, and I would also follow the weight of the oil. Now, I want to just give, can I talk to you about an oil lesson for a second? You sure. and I are from the from the generation that that we want peanut butter because we, we think there's comfort in peanut butter. And we want well, thick no, oil in
5: there. I have hot rods and stuff like that. I usually use um, a, a 10 or a, what is it, 10
1: Okay, okay. And, and, and here's the deal. It flows like a 10 weight when it's cold, and, and I'm an oil expert, okay? I'm going to tell you that right off the okay. bat. I've been trained by Chevron and Valvoline. So it flows like a 10 weight when it's cold, and it flows like a 30 weight when it's hot. <laughs> Today... I had a tough time putting 0.20 in my diesel, <laughs> but man, I'm getting 16, 17 miles to gallon out of a one ton running empty, of yeah, course, big and, deal. and I run metallurgical tests on it, and I don't have any growth of, of aluminum or stainless steel or anything, and, and, and my engine runs nice right at the half mark or a little bit past it, which is where I want it to run. So, and uh, I like the idea that I don't have peanut butter in my crankcase. I like the idea that the 20 weight flows like a 20 weight when it's warm and it's good because the faster we get the oil into the joint, the oil can grab the trash, grab the heat, and get the hell out. Does that make sense? And peanut butter doesn't do it. So the old days of 2050 and 50 weight in our engines, those are the old days. Now there's, there's, and I'm going to tease everybody now, okay? So I'm I'm laughing when I there's a lot of Fords out there that still need peanut butter. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. It's
5: just because our tolerances aren't right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So, the, so anyway, I I think if you're on the same wavelength with me, then just follow the owner's manual and leave that. and And they call it a break-in oil. It isn't. It's out of a can. It's just like the stuff I shoot into cars all day long. But it's tough okay. when you get the old gray-haired guy in there and you say, "Well, your new diesel calls for a 020. What? I know. I know. I'm going to write it down as a twenty fifty, but <laughs> it's really a zero twenty, and and that's really yeah, what it's I, all I have about.
5: More time you know, I've rebuilt it, motors and stuff like that, and, you know, I usually just, I'd run them for a while, and then i change the oil almost immediately. Yeah. Um, and oil filter, but anymore, they say you don't have to do that. I just,
1: no. I, that's kind I, of freaking heat out, with but... I promise. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. In the old days, I mean, if we've got two pieces of metal that are rubbing against one another like my hands are right now, okay? As fast as I can, there's heat there. I want to get in there, provide lubrication, and I want to carry the trash away. Would I do better with water? Or peanut butter. That's the answer. Yeah,
5: for sure. I know. Yeah, though, yeah. I, I agree with the lighter yeah. weight oil deal.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, thank you for your call. And that leaves five lines open 602 508 0960. 602 508 0960. There's five lines open. Gil's going to answer. He's going to say, What's your name? And he's going to put you on hold. Then he's going to tell me in my ear, and I'm going to put you on my piece of paper. And I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight openings still. And we're. If you call in, we can probably break our record of for total amount of callers on the show. It would help us six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty.
8: it's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best Glassorate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyINC.com.
0: America, for all its
8: glory Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction America, for its fight The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it and then hand it to them with the well-taught
0: lessons of how they and their lifetime must do the same 960 The Patriot presents America, for which it stands, and how to defend her in an age of authoritarianism and censorship with Dennis Prager, Larry Elder, and Charlie Kirk, the most important event of the year. November 16th at the historic Orpheum Theater. Dennis Prager, Larry Elder, and Charlie Kirk, one night only. Tickets and event info at 960thepatriot.com.
8: you and I don't do this, then you and I may well
0: spend our sunset years telling our children, and our children's children, what it once was like in America when men were free. Tickets and event info at 960thepatriot.com. Sponsored by Midas Gold Group.
2: So, Justin, I was playing that video game, Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like, and then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water, it looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest, the real forest, where I was running down this, well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit, and I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool, too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Wings for Warriors Foundation is nationally recognized. 501c3 nonprofit organization in support of veterans, first responders and their families. Help them celebrate 10 years of service at their upcoming Veterans Day Gala, a night of honoring and giving, Thursday, November 11th from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Madison Center for the Arts. There will be a dessert and cocktail reception with live music performances, silent and live auctions, an impactful keynote speaker, and much, much more. Wings for Warriors Foundation supports the holistic needs of veterans, first responders, and their families with transformational growth, well-being, and spiritual fitness. This event will be raising funds to support faith-based trauma counseling, equine therapy, Gold Star Family Retreats, hyperbaric oxygen treatment for PTS and TBI, and camaraderie and healing adventures. Wings for Warriors Foundation goes above and beyond the call of duty for our military and first responder communities. For further event details, tickets, or sponsorships, please visit wingsforwarriors.org. Help them celebrate 10 years of service at their upcoming Veterans Day Gala.
4: All about that Welcome back, everybody. As we
1: go into the uh, final stretch of our auto repair show, 602-508-0960. Strictly diesel service and repair is a shop that I admire. Nate is a real diesel connoisseur. Chevy, Ford, Dodge. He knows them. He knows a lot about the Azuzus and others ones, but Chevy, Ford, and Dodge, he can fix them and he can do it right. So if you've got a diesel with a problem and it's one of those deals where others have tried and couldn't, I promise you this much. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair can find it and fix it. So you can also go to their website 24 hours a day and they have parts that they sell, hot rod stuff and stuff like that. But when it comes down to just finding a problem, fixing the problem and eliminating the symptom, they really do a good job strictly to see Diesel Service and Repair. And let's go to the phones. Tony, you're up first. How can I help you?
6: Hey, Mark, I think I have a couple easy questions for you. I have a Old pickup truck, that's a pretty truck. You look at it. I don't drive it much,
1: okay. uh,
6: say, three to 500 miles. Do I still change the oil every
1: year? Um, that's a great question. That's a great question. Um, I need a heat cycle every time you drive it if you can do that. Otherwise, bring it all the way up to operating temperature, maybe a little freeway driving, and then park it. The answer that's to your question, it. okay, if you're using the conventional oil, the the – And the diesel or your car and your engine are not going to have anything bad happen to them when they're sitting. That's it. It, Nothing happens to them when they're sitting. So the answer to your question is, is I probably, if it were mine, I'd probably change the oil once a year. I'd use a conventional. Are you using like a 30 weight?
6: Uh, That was my second question. Back when you were able to buy a case of Valvoline or... uh... The good oil with the rebate for 10 bucks. I have yeah. probably three and a half cases of oil 10W30s, and I was wondering is there a shelf life on those?
1: No, absolutely Back in the not. 90s. Okay. Awesome. No, and, and if you've got 1030 and it's one of the brands that you mentioned, which is Vaveline or whatever, yes, then you can go the whole year, and to be perfectly honest with you, you could go two years if you wanted to. All I want you to do, this is what's going to hurt your truck short trips. I need you to go all the way through a heat cycle, and here's why. Water boils at what? 212. Okay. We need the engine temperature to go through a heat cycle so we can convert that water to vapor, and then the PCV valve system on your old truck is going to suck that stuff out. I almost said a bad word. Suck that stuff out and send it out the tailpipe. So heat cycle, it's the worst thing you could do for that truck is go to the liquor store for your wife. That's two blocks right, and away and come home. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So as long as you're exercising it like a, like a horse, then you're home free. And you could go five, 6,000 miles on an oil change with a 1030, and I would feel very comfortable with that.
6: Awesome. Very good. And remember, let's go Brandon, right?
1: Yes, that's right. That's okay. right. Thank you very much.
4: Thank
1: you. All righty. Joe, you're up next. How can I help you?
4: Hey, good afternoon. I just heard your show while I was driving, and I just heard the couple segments ago about the oil, and my question is, My I have a 2006 Nissan Titan and another old uh, older 2008 Tribeca, but uh, my question is, do I follow the uh, oil recommendations like I usually do, or is there something newer I should be doing on that oil?
1: Well, what weight are you using?
4: Uh, I'll just stick with the truck for now for an example, and it recommends...
1: I think 10:30. Uh, okay, um, based let me, All right, there's there's three kinds of oil: it's conventional oil, which is a long time ago, um, and it's the cheapest that you can find. But it's a good oil. It's good for three to five thousand miles. Okay, a semi synthetic is good from five to seventy five hundred miles, and a full synthetic is good from seventy five hundred to fifteen thousand miles. Now I use synthetic in everything I own because I don't like the oil changes. But you still have the responsibility to pull the dipstick every once in a while. You can't just go 15,000 miles without pulling the dipstick. So to answer your question is is if you want that, a lot of the hot rod guys go Mark that's perfect because I do about 3,000 miles a year with my hot rod. Perfect, change the oil once a year and put conventional in it because conventional is going to provide a window of of clean detergents and viscosity enhancers and and all that kind of stuff. It's The semi-synthetic is just going to do it for longer, and the synthetic is going to do it for longer yet. Conventional is kind of Fred Flintstone, and Microsoft was kind of the semi-synthetic, and now all of a sudden we've got these computers that do a million miles an hour and answer 4,000 questions in one second, and that's what our full synthetics are like. And they're all backward compatible. So if you want to put a semi-synthetic or a synthetic in your 55 Chevy, you can. It's okay. It has all the properties necessary to take care of that 55, whatever it is, 40 years ago. Does that answer your question?
4: That does. And another question is, if you go synthetic, can you go back to... uh... Uh, conventional
1: Absolutely because the engine doesn't have a it has a brain that controls spark and fuel, but in reality it has no idea what kind of oil you use. That was a deal a long time ago I can tell you when it was it was when Mobile one came out with their synthetics. Um, we were we were counseled by we me a mobile guy um, was counseled that this was a possibility and we spread that. But in reality today, your engine has no idea what kind of oil you put in it, and it doesn't care. So they're all backward compatible, which means the new synthetics have all the properties that the old oils have. It's just an oil change interval and the quality of the oil, and that's it. i got to run, but thank you very much. Frank, you hang on because you're next when we come back.
4: Have you bought or sold a house recently? Well, you probably noticed a lot of changes in the real estate market over the last few years. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. From new
0: industry regulations to down payment assistance programs, price increases and decreases, the real estate market is always fluid, and we are here each week to keep you truthfully informed and on top of your real estate game.
4: So tune in each week to Arizona Real Estate Matters to hear what moves and shakes the Arizona real estate market today. That's every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot.
6: Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad. Uh yeah, sweetie. Is
7: that a old plumbing manual?
6: Oh, um yeah, <laughs> yeah, honey.
7: We really need to get some new books.
6: Right, um, do you want me to stop?
7: Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends.
6: Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. (laughs) The smallest moments can
2: have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
0: They try to silence us, but our voice just got louder. The new wave is coming. We've succeeded. People just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to try to find a boogeyman.
4: Great socialism, they think it's great. If you want to go outside and celebrate Joe Biden, if you want to kick around a pillowed effigy of Donald J. Trump, that's perfectly safe. The tech overlords censoring our speech, right? I call this diet fascism. They say, you can't see this. You can't see this. We're doing it to protect you. It's for it's for your safety.
5: Speaker Pelosi was holding the American people hostage for political. Game. This was never about what was best for the American people, never about honest policy disagreement. It was about preventing President Trump from getting any credit. It was about politics.
0: Candace, DeSantis, Crenshaw, really the conservative voice has never been stronger. 960 The Patriot, a voice that speaks for you.
1: Welcome back, everybody, 43 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Every Saturday we're here from 10 to 12 Phoenix time, Arizona time, and we're talking about cars. This is about you and your cars. It's not about me. It's not about my shop. It's not about anything like that at all. You see, I've been blessed in ways that I shouldn't have been. And so this is my penance, (laughs) this this show helping you out with your car questions and not thumping my chest and tell you how great we are, which is what everybody else does when they're on, on the radio and they're a radio talk show host that owns an auto repair shop. I'm not that. First of all, we're blessed with more business than we know what to do with. And number two, there's so many good shops in town. I, I highlight those shops. Well, Thompson's is a good example. There's only one shop in Mesa that could pass the muster. Some have applied and just couldn't make the grade that I, I personally have. But Thompson's can. I've known the Thompson family and the Vivian family since 1968 through 1972 when they had gas stations both in Mesa and Tempe. In high school, I worked for Ken Vivian. So I, I know that family. So Thompson's Auto Repair is on Main Street just east of Stapley, and it's Brian and Thelma which brings those two families together, the Vivian and the Thompsons, and they know what they're doing. And as when you meet them and you shake Brian's hand or talk to Thelma, you'll understand why they're on my list of the best car repair shops. 602-508-0960. We've got open lines available, but I'm going to take Hector right now. Hector, good morning.
4: Good morning, sir. I just had a
3: silly question. Um,
8: took a car in.
3: They ended up spending um, about fun stuff. It never fixed the problem. They said I need a new wire harness, and that would just cost more than the cars even were. Um, but I was wondering, if you just happen to know, what would be the best thing I do? Junk it? Where could I sell it?
1: Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. W- give me the symptom. What's it doing?
3: Well, it's got a code, and it's um, apparently this is what they told me. They they um, it, it had two would run really rough. Uh, Peter took away one of the codes, but it still ran rough, and they told me that it has a short,
4: but they're they're company
8: of wiring.
1: Okay, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute because you're coming in really broken, but I, I got the gist of what you said. You've got a code. You've got a check engine line. It's running poorly, and the shop, whoever it was, has diagnosed it as being some big major wiring harness problem. Do you know how yeah. many times I've heard that in my life? Do you have any idea? Uh-huh. And and the question then becomes, and, and forgive me, now you've raised the hackles on the back of my neck. So let me get this straight. You know where it is, but you can't find it. huh? So you know it's a wiring harness problem, but you can't find it. So I don't understand why. If you know if it's a wiring harness problem, why can't you find it? Now, there, what kind of car is it? Let's talk about that first.
4: It's a 2001 Nissan Sentra.
1: Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, I, I, it, it's a big mistake for you to take it into a shop and say, this needs a wiring harness. That's a big mistake. You take it in there and say, i got a trouble code, how much to track it backwards? How much? And, and come up with a, a then a, di- you, so I'm paying for your diagnosis, and then you're going to give me the repair value as well. So um, what part of town do you live in?
4: In um, Santan Valley. Oh, boy. Yeah,
1: you're going to have to come up into the <laughs> real world up here. Um, if you go yeah. to MarkSalem.com, I know Thompsons can handle this on Main Street in uh, Country Club. Um, and the next one in this area, after I've got to just telling you that it's not about my shop, I'm at Warner and I-10, So, um, and my last name is Salem, so you, that that's all you need. But, yes, this can be found if you want to keep the car. Now, let me ask you, is there blue smoke or black smoke?
3: No smoke. It ran before the good job, and now it doesn't run very good after I've got it back from the shop.
1: Okay. Is it consuming any water or oil, or what else is there other than it runs poorly?
3: Nothing. Okay. But,
4: uh, it, i kept it up pretty good all these years.
1: Okay, well, you don't want to tell every the next shop or whatever, you know, anything about the previous one. It's just like how much to diagnose it. Because they're going to come back and they're going to say, I got a problem in this area right here. And, and sometimes, about 30% of the time, it's you find it and it's a buck to fix it. So that's the best you can hope for. You pay the find, which is the diagnostic process, and then it's a dollar to fix it because this wire should have been connected over here, and it's been cut. So I'm going to fix this wire. Boom, I'm done. We're done. This On a 1 to 10 scale, this is a long way away from anything north of a 7. See, it's just not that tough to figure out if you get that far, but don't be surprised if the next person says, I disagree with the diagnosis. In reality, the problem was over here, and it had to do with this, and I've driven in the lot, and the light hasn't come on, but if it comes back on, from here, this point forward is on my dime. So, you take it. It's running good. You take it, and if if this exact same thing comes back, it's on my dime. Many of us have that philosophy. So, all right, well, good luck to you. Hector, good luck to you. Check engine light. Uh, diagnosis is it needs a wiring harness. To be honest with you, we cut wiring harnesses open all the time. You you go to the beginning of the wiring harness, and then you find out that, that three feet away, there's another junction box there. So you just jumper a wire from this green wire to that green wire, and you skip two feet of wiring harness, and you go, oh, yeah, yeah that's the problem so then you just tape that new green wire to the outside of the harness and you connect it on both ends with weather uh weatherproof materials and you're done so it's not like we have to take the wire harness out and lay it on a bench and put on our surgical scrubs and cut it and do all that stuff. that's not the way that's not the way it is so it's a little easier anybody else on the phone uh yes we have bob bob good morning how can we help you
4: Morning. I have a question about cold airflow flow uh, intakes. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine has a Ford diesel, and he's preaching constantly about the improvement in uh, fuel mileage and performance he got with it. I'm curious, is that the same uh, benefit you would receive with a V8 uh, uh, gasoline-powered uh, engine, like a 5.3 GMC?
1: Okay. Um, let, let me just talk about the, the two extremes. Um, In the old days, we had a 327 or a 302 motor, and we had the air cleaner underneath the hood, and all the air that was aspirated into the engine was hot. We know that cold air carries more fuel. You with me so far? Yep. Okay. Now, you have an oxygen sensor in there that's not going to let you use more fuel. (laughs) And and you have a mass airflow sensor that's going to check the temperature of the air coming into the engine as well as the moisture content and all this kind of stuff. So all these parameters want a specific kind of this. So you can change all that you want. But in reality, there are people out there that swear by cold air kits. Um and and really, if you wanted to, you could make your old cold air kits because you take the snorkel on your air filter and feed it behind the headlights, and you're going to get cold air, <laughs> as opposed to the air in the engine compartment. So most most cars you'll see have the air, air filter snorkel goes up to what, what we call the core support, which is where the radiator's at. And sometimes it's in the grill there. And so I want to tell you something. I don't sell cold air kits. Um, I I have a tough time seeing the value of them, but sometimes people will buy them because they like the air filter or the placement or for other reasons. And in a gasoline engine, cold air carries more fuel, but the oxygen sensor is going to turn down the spigot when it sees a whole bunch of fuel coming out the tailpipe. So it's kind of one of those old wives' tales, I guess?
4: That's kind of the answer I expected to get.
1: Um I, I if, if and I'm gonna change your question Mark should I put a cold air kit on my my truck or my car or my wife's car or whatever no how much is the cold air kit $139 Oh just send me the $139 you'll feel better I'll donate it to the local church or something <laughs> <laughs> You know I'm sorry okay. and I'm going to get a lot of flack for that answer but the fact of the matter is is that let me ask you a question do you have brothers I have one Okay, those of us that have brothers, um, there's always one or two in the family that everything he does is just absolutely perfect, and everyone should follow his lead. Most men would never admit to spending hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars on something that was a crapshoot, and then turn around and say, damn, that was a stupid thing to do. (laughs) So it's kind of like, remember the spark plugs with three electrodes? They call Uh them split fires. Well, if the coil is only pushing one zip of electricity, it's not likely it's going to be divided by three at the end of the spark plug. (laughs) And I've been through all of that.
4: Yeah, and the water bottle that squirted water vapor into your carburetor
1: you know that that was an interesting concept because when we squirt water vapor in we're cooling the combustion chamber and remember cold air carries more fuel so it there was something but was it measurable hell no was it anything that if i took your car and i put a that on it and i took it off and put it on could you tell me by fuel economy or power or performance or just feel could you tell me which when you had it and when you didn't no so um back in the day we made a lot of money selling that kind of stuff but today we're just a lot smarter and the computers are a lot better
4: (laughs) yep okay well thanks that's kind of what i expected to hear
1: Well, don't tell him I said that. Just tell him some guy in Nevada was on the radio and he was asked that question, okay?
4: Okay. All right. Thank you. All
1: righty. It's, um, car repair is tough anyway, but to be honest with you, today's a lot easier than the old days because we have such sophisticated equipment. I've got engine analyzers where we plug it in to the box or whatever. We've got engine analyzers and handheld scanners that... I mean my very first engine analyzer in 1986 cost more than my house did. My house was 33,000. I spent more for the engine analyzer and remember it was called a scope back then? Put it on the scope. Well this scope had tremendous parameters. The problem is, is you had to understand that the scope was looking for a number between 60 and 100 and you were at 105. So now what do you do? Well the answer is, is what are you chasing? Oh this is an electrical consumption number so I'm at 105 and I should be at 100 but yet I've got a failed emissions and I'm running really I'm running raw gas out of the tailpipe so one and one doesn't equal two. So those are the kinds of things that we have. The good news is is that in the old days we did a lot of by golly, by guessing by golly, we did that because we just didn't know the difference. Today there are guys out there, and many of them work for me in other shops in the valley, and I'm a master technician. I'm not just an owner, I'm a master technician. I've been a master technician since 1991, and a master technician has passed all eight tests associated with your car. Transmission, cooling system, air conditioning, suspension, alignments, everything imaginable, fuel delivery, everything, I've passed them. and. It's a matter of pride because not too many guys can pass all eight tests. There's a lot of guys that can pass the suspension test or the electric test or something like that, but a masters are few and far between. I'm also an expert in the oil field and, or in the oil field industry, otherwise engine oil. I've been trained by both Chevron and Vaveline about a quart of oil and I understand it really well and what it's supposed to do and what it's not supposed to do. But the idea is, is that we do make good money <clears throat> it's quite different than it was in the gas station days when i worked at a gas station in the late 60s and early 70s so it's different i have people working for me on a commission basis that make a hundred thousand dollars a year but they're also ase masters and they've been around and they didn't work for me when they were younger they worked for me when they're older gray-haired and skilled so our industry is in good shape and we have lots of equipment The problem is is sometimes we tell you what's wrong with your car but then we don't fix it and you need to be suspect of that because is it because we weren't sure but we need to justify our checkout charge? Because if we knew what it is, why didn't we fix it? Well maybe you wouldn't let us because you didn't want to spend the money. That's valid. I understand that. So most of the time when there's a dispute and I'm involved on behalf of an insurance company or the government or something like that, it's an even-steven. The shop's wrong half the time. The customer's expectations are are out of place the other half of the time or a variety of reasons like that. But education is important. So we've talked about a lot of subject matter today. And um, most of you understand from my point of view what's good for you and what's not good for you. I think I object to the fact that we're, tra- we're putting a premium oil in your car and putting a 3,000-mile sticker on there because the premium oil has a, anywhere from a 10 to a 15,000-mile oil change interval, and the door sticker or the window sticker calls you back in three to 5,000 miles. That's not right, and I see that a lot. I see that a lot. I see that the oil change was a premium oil oil change for 150 bucks. The problem is, is they got a 3,000 mile call on the sticker. That's a synthetic oil change, but they're calling you back at 3,000. Again, that oil change goes a lot longer than that. See you next Saturday. My email address is mark at marksalem.com mark at com.